0: And online at 960 thebullcom dot com, your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk, 960 the Bull. CBS Sports
1: Radio. And welcome to hour two of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenora Community College. I am Brian Hanks. If you missed the first hour of today's show, again, you missed a very good, sh- uh, very good hour. As we had Richard Clark on from the Carteret County News Times, Online dot com, uh, talking about the. FIBA World Cup talking uh, NFL ceiling floor with him and uh, very, very, very uh, excited about the NFL season, which is now just a couple of weeks away. But uh, making their debut here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. And by the way, this is kind of historic here. Uh, uh, we've been on the air now for three and a half years. You are our 449th unique guest. You are our 450th unique guest. as Barbara Crumbacker. Now, this is the way I, you told me to rem- how to say your last name it's like linebacker, right
2: yeah linebacker crumbbacker there you go, go.
1: crumbback uh barbararonbacker crumb uh
3: Liz hinks yes,
1: spell that for me
3: h e n g s t
1: wow okay that is, what is that German yes, yeah. my
3: husband would be very proud well, there Thank you <laughs>
1: go, well, we have got so much to talk about here in the next uh twenty five thirty minutes or so. Uh, first off, Barbara, I want to, if you notice, I even wore the shirt in honor of you today. Uh, <laughs> you were out all weekend at the, uh, battle of the badges.
3: You were out there too. Okay. I, I was out there not quite as much as Barbara was, but pretty much all weekend. I wasn't
2: yeah. out as quite as much as Liz's husband Chuck was cause he was out there. all oh, week. Nice.
3: I think he spent. 24 hours at the stadium between saturday and sunday really he was out there all day saturday all day sunday work
1: for the sheriff's office for the police department he
3: was just out there he thought it was a great event to support and he enjoys supporting community fundraisers and especially stuff for law enforcement and stuff like that so he just enjoyed being out there supporting them And watching a good time.
1: Could you believe all the fans that were out there? Now, I didn't get to go last year. I know it was just one game last year. That's what they told me between the fire department and the police department. They said there was a pretty good crowd.
2: Yeah, I didn't get to go last year either, but it was awesome to see all those people there. I mean, it was a great cause, obviously, but still, everybody there, you know, the heat, but it it was just great to see everybody there come together as one for a great cause, cheering on friends and family. Most um, of them are Barbara's family. No, so. I wouldn't say that. You're related <laughs> I, to a lot of people, huh? Apparently, um, I, I did have a couple of family members—one playing on the EMS and one playing on Sheriff's Department.
1: Well, I'm telling you, I, it takes a lot to impress me when it comes to stuff like that. But it was just crazy to me all the uh, all the folks that were out there. In fact, I mean, you know, I've done PA for so many Wood Ducks games and the Kinston Indians before that. Those day, those. Midday Sunday afternoon, a uh, Wood Ducks official came up and was looking. And was like, "This is a better crowd than we have on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights." Sometimes, I mean, it was it was really cool. I mean, but it was, but it. I love the whole community effect of it too, and oh, yeah. uh, just the the folks that came out to support. And you you probably you guys probably know better than me, but I know there was a child that they Kobe. were uh, supporting. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: I don't know a whole lot yeah. about Colby. I know that he is. Um little boy that's fighting um cancer yeah and um so i know he threw out a first pitch he was, was, was a sweet that. did you that see that so it was adorable yeah i
1: didn't know if you were out there for that i knew you were out there for that barbara but uh that it, it was as cute as anything you've ever seen man
2: And it was a good pitch it was yeah and, i mean he he he's a cutie you know, uh-huh. them curls now <laughs> he's well
1: and who was the second person that they were that I
2: do not know, you know I I didn't get I, to hear
3: it. I didn't hear a whole lot about the second person, but I know that um, a, another difficult situation, and they're trying to just help out and support the family.
1: Well, uh, the organizers of that, I'm telling you, uh, just did a fantastic job. I mean, again, uh, I got out there uh, Saturday morning for the very first. I got out there about, uh, I think the first game was at 8, so I got out there about 7.30, 7.35. I couldn't believe how full the parking lot was.
2: I know. Oh, yeah. yeah I was, we we got there about seven forty five.
1: Yeah. And yeah. It, it was it was just amazing to me, uh, just to see all the people out there. What are you gonna remember the most uh from uh, the twenty twenty three battle of the badges over there, Barbara?
2: Other than getting sunburned, um <laughs> let's
1: see.
2: I just I like how everybody came together as one. It it was just great, even though you may had somebody on a specific team. You were still rooting on all the others to Mm -hmm. do just as well. And I I know with the heat, after two days of playing all day long, being out there, I know definitely Seven Springs, which congratulations to them because they are the ones uh, that did go ahead and uh, leave with the trophy. Pull your
1: mic just a little bit closer to. Do it like this. Pull your mic a little bit closer to your mouth. There you go. Is that better? Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) much better. Go ahead.
2: Um, So, Seven Springs, congratulations to them for taking the trophy. Um, But I know that last couple of games between them and the sheriff's department, the, those guys and gals were, were just wore, out, wore yeah. out, you know, physically and probably emotionally and mentally also as well.
1: Well, I know they talked about uh, I wanted to get your what your your final thoughts from, I, uh,
3: I was surprised how many of those teams had, had really great softball players. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> how about the dude that uh, stoop was his last name that hit three out of the park. I know. I'm talking to like you know how hard it is. It's hard to hit a baseball out of Granger Stadium, but to hit a softball, three I mean, it, times three times. I don't know if I'd have pitched to him that last time though. I, <laughs> and then there was like,
2: another one that hit it twice out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. I
1: think we saw the whole weekend all together, and well, now I didn't do the last three games Saturday night, so y'all will have to tell me about that I at the Sports Hall of Fame. But I know I saw personally seven home runs hit out of the park three by the one guy, two by uh, that other gentleman you're talking about, and then two guys hit solo home runs out of there. Seven home run, seven softballs hit out of Granger Stadium is amazing. Do you know we, they were going to try to put up and make it like a regular softball field, which would have been probably like, I don't know, uh, John Clements who I'll have in here tomorrow will be able to tell me more about that from the Wood Ducks. But I think it's right at 275 feet. So they were going to put it like a little – Uh, temporary fence out there, how many balls would we have seen hit out of that? Because that's one of the things we were talking about uh, uh, up in the press box was if they had actually had the like a softball field the way it's supposed to be, we'd have probably seen 40 home runs, 45 home runs this weekend. Oh,
2: definitely, because how many of them went all the way out in the outfield there?
1: Or went all the way out to the warning track. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we probably saw 10 or 12 of those through the weekend, so... I know one thing that is I think it's going to be bittersweet next year from talking to some of the organizers of it is that we may end up having to go somewhere else because other teams want to be a part of this. And we had eight this time and just, just so much fun, eight teams that were a part of it. But if there were, are another three, four, five teams that want to be a part of it, we're not going to be able to do it at Granger Stadium next year. That's going to be the disappointing thing. So, maybe at Bill Faye where they've got three parts. Yeah, yeah and they can play three times. But maybe we can bring the championship game. Maybe like the semifinals or something back to Granger Stadium. I'm what just do y'all think? I'm excited be cool.
3: to see if, they, if this keeps going and people get more and more excited about this. I think the teams are only going to get better because they're going to start – recruiting and practicing all year and seeing you know which police officers would be good catchers and would be good outfielders and so it's only going to get better as it keeps building momentum every year i'm excited for the next year
1: i am too what is really crazy about it brian biggins who i think Mm -hmm. guess you guys both know uh from the Kinston police department Mm -hmm. uh, he was up there we worked together the entire time uh, up in the press box uh, both days And he said – he made the joke – it was a joke the first time, but then he said it two or three times, so I think it's going to be serious. He said when they're bringing in potential uh, police recruits or police employees, he said, uh, I think – you know, we're going to have to start asking what position do you play in softball?
2: (laughs) Hey, there you go. Put that on the application. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I thought
1: that. So maybe that's even a line on their softball position. Wait, what? (laughs) That would be awesome, though. But Battle of the Badge is a big success. I didn't talk about it in the first hour because I wanted to save it for the second hour when you came in to uh, just give them some love there. So, uh, again, uh, we've got uh, Barbara Currenbacker. We've got Liz Hinks. Yes. In here. Yes. Uh, Here in uh, in the plush, well lit, well protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. And uh, we have you in here to uh, Barbara and Liz to uh, talk about a big event that's coming up. And this is something that means a whole lot. To you. I tell you what, before we even get into that, uh, this is your first time that both of you guys have been on the show.
2: Actually, it's my first time physically here, second time, because last year I called in.
1: That's right. That's right. You absolutely did. Oh, so that's going to mess up my number. So now you're the 449th unique guest, okay, Liz? I'll take it. I'll take it. That is right. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me about that, Barbara. But, uh, uh, well, still, just to remind, tell uh, what I like to do with our first-time guests. And we have a lot of regular guests who come on every week or every couple of weeks or every month or whatever. But this is only the second time you've been on. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Barbara. And get ready for you. Okay. You're getting ready to do the same thing, Liz. Go ahead, Barbara. You
3: go first. I got time to think now. There you
1: go. <laughs> well, she's, she, this is her
3: second time.
1: She, she <laughs> I don't know doesn't. about all that. But, but tell us a little bit about yourself, Barbara.
2: Well, okay, Barbara Kronbacker, Uh Married, children, grandchildren. Lots and of grandchildren. Yes, we have eight grandchildren. So. But you look like you're like 40. How in the oh, world are well, you... thank do, you,
1: Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you really have eight grandchildren? Yes. Our oldest
2: grandson them. will be turning 17 on Monday wow
1: days. well congratulations on that who is the young man that i see you now uh for a couple of months i was trying to get back into shape so i was getting up before the show but i'm coming back barbara <laughs> I, no i promise you i'm definitely coming back linda will even tell you i'm going to try Well, to. this
2: is part of our 5 a.m yep. crew also Okay, well, there yeah. you go. Come on down.
1: Well, I was K- a guy. Kinston
3: Community uh, Center, 5 the, a.m. Come on down. There you go. Down. Was she
1: going there when I was doing shooting yes. my free throws and walking? Yes. I was the guy who was on the bottom there shooting free throws and the, doing The my Lone Ranger
2: walk. downstairs. The Lone <laughs> Ranger
1: downstairs. But uh, who's the young man? Is that one of your grandchildren that walk with you?
2: Yes, that's um, Amari. He's our second oldest um, grandson. He was coming out with us quite regularly, and, of course, you know, now they're getting ready for yeah. School to start. Um he plays uh J V South Lenore. Okay. J V football? Yep. Okay, wow. So very
1: I wanted to tell you this. And our very third polite
2: grandson Julian, he also is on the J V team as well.
1: Well, I want to tell you, very polite young man. I would run into Thank him if he was w- running downstairs to go to the bathroom or something, and he would always say, Good morning, sir. And that just kind of blew I mean, kids these days they don't say sir or ma'am or anything like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't and I I wanted here on the air to give you uh to Have an opportunity to tell you. Just very impressed by him. Very nice young man. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I'll be sure to let him know and his mom.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, Where'd you grow up? All that?
2: Well. um, Where are you from growing up? All that? So I was born in Boston. And then as a child, we had moved to California. And that's mostly where I grew up.
1: Was it a military thing? Or No.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Just parents moved out that way. And um, then as... Uh, young adult. I'm, I moved back to Boston for a little bit and then came down here in my mid-20s and been here since. How'd you end up in eastern North Carolina? Came down for a visit, liked it, moved back to Boston, just packed my stuff and said I'm going to North Carolina.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, you don't have that typical uh, eastern North Carolina accent or even a southern accent, so.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs> I've, I've heard that numerous times.
0: There you so. go. Where do Where do you work?
2: Um, I work for a law firm in town. Okay. I work as a paralegal.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Now, didn't you at one time, you worked at LCC with Linda, right?
2: Yes, I did do that. Um, So I was taking classes out at LCC and um, started some part-time work in the athletic department. And then uh, I ended up becoming the athletic trainer there for the sports teams for Uh a while and done that. But I still worked um, EMS. I had done EMS for uh, 20 years and. Between um, Wayne, Craven County, and uh, Dublin County areas, and some volunteer stuff as well.
1: Did you get to work with uh, one of my favorites of all time, Bobby Dawson, or was that before? I did.
2: Talking? I I, I coached Dawson. Your favorite? I listen. Love him to death. Miss him greatly. Yeah.
1: Uh, favorite memories of him?
2: Oh my gosh! Um, numerous memories because I would travel with the team, so with basketball, it just cutting up i mean because he would he would cut he would cut up you know and and laugh along with the players and such um him and coach tad tad parsons mm-hmm. so love you know. me some tad parsons and yeah. i mean i just i just loved it It was always fun you know traveling and stuff um having talks with him you know he it, w- it was good he was a great man to sit down and and talk to uh he he talked to my children were probably teenagers about the time then and he had some discussions with them and you know very great at mentoring the youth and and i i think right there i know my daughter uh, marissa definitely remembers having he was such a gentleman
1: that's, that's the thing i remember the most about him was just uh he he never got too excited. He never got too low you know what I mean? I I, I always loved how steady he was. And then I got to cover a, a lot of his basketball games too through the years and I thought he did a good job uh, when when he was in charge of running the uh the athletic department too and I just I gotta tell you, there's like a, a pit not a pit in my stomach, but just there's almost always a little bit of sadness every time I pull in because you almost it's almost like when Lynn Hartzell was there. I love me some Lynn Hartzell too. And uh you know, you, you and, and don't get it twisted. I love Shelly Barnes. She's doing a great job out at LCC. There are great folks out there. But, I love Shelly. Yeah. But I love me some, I love me some Bobby Dawson, love me some Lynn Hart's on those guys. So I'll miss them. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Liz.
3: I grew up in New York until I was a teenager. Okay. Moved to Arizona, which is where I met my husband. Where uh, in Arizona? Phoenix, okay. the Phoenix area. We lived for a little while. We lived in Flagstaff, so up north. But at one point, we decided that we wanted to move to North Carolina. We did. And we lived in the Raleigh area. We lived in Wilmington. Um, We ended up back in Arizona for a little while to help my family and knew that we would always end up back here in North Carolina. Eventually did not quite know how in the middle of the pandemic summer of 2020 I applied for a job at St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in town Mm -hmm. and I thought that they were not even still hiring because it was the middle of the pandemic but I applied I ended up here in Kinston and we are blessed.
1: (laughs) That is awesome. And
3: it is it is definitely an answering a call over and over again and you know being crazy enough to say yes to stuff in the middle of a pandemic and move across the country again and but we fell in love with kinston and the potential that's here in kinston Mm -hmm. and just being in a small town again and the community at saint mary's especially has just been amazing well there's
1: special people over there that's for sure uh uh Friend of mine, John Dawson, in fact, co-host of the show. John Dawson uh, had his children over at uh, St. Mary's for her. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is very. What do you do? Teacher. Are you a teacher there? Or I there?
3: am the family ministry coordinator, so basically all the I get to do all the fun stuff. So all the stuff that involves eighteen and under, um, so which is all of her grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the eighteen and under crowd, I get to do all the fun stuff and um, hang out with. The, the youth and the kids, and uh, most of the time, I think they I get more from them than I give to them. Um, they are just uh, incredible humans. All our kids at St. Mary's, half of whom is the Crumbacker clan.
1: <laughs> so St. Mary's slash Crumbacker, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> I there wouldn't go, go that far. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, what did your husband do?
3: My husband is. Um, in the contracting business he has a company out in Arizona which he he kind of kept him there for a while he was bi-coastal for a while he was back and forth but now he's here all the time um he I I don't even know I don't know what to say about Chuck uh- <laughs> He's you, you he might know, he must be in the
1: CIA. We're <laughs> not allowed to. Oh, no,
3: no. you he's fully infiltrating Kinston okay. at this point. Oh, yeah. He's brand new on the DK board, downtown Kinston okay. revitalization. Um, I think he's trying to get himself on other boards, maybe. I think might have it over. <laughs> I'm on the
1: uh oh, oh, what does that look for?
3: But he is, um, he, he also just really enjoys small town life and just the potential here in Kinston. He's working on some that the Mockingbird Bookstore uh, on Queen Street.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we purchased that building a little while ago, and he's doing some really neat stuff over there. So he was there yesterday doing some work. Was so it,
1: can, can you give us a little tease? Do we know There's, what it's going to be yet? Or
3: I, They have a really neat concept for – Maybe keeping it because I don't, I don't know if you know, but it's it's not really a whole building. It's the at some point that building burnt down. And so the back the back of the building, it's just a really neat space. And so they're thinking about kind of a new concept of maybe an outside space, outside inside space.
1: I am here for that. That would be awesome. Thank you. Thank you for investing in uh, Kinston, too. That is awesome. I've been here 20 years, 21 years now, and it's good when you have positive people come in. Now, I got to switch lanes real quick, too. Aren't you glad you're not in Arizona right now?
3: Oh, my goodness. You know, Linda and I
1: were there three weeks ago. (laughs) Did she tell you?
3: No. Uh, Her
1: son lives in Tucson.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: he's going to U of A, and uh, we spent four days there, and... The, we saw 111 degrees, we mm-hmm. saw 109 degrees, and I was never happier to get back to eastern North Carolina than I was. It was, I it's, mean.
3: It's beautiful there, and I understand why people choose to spend their winters there, uh-huh. but um, why people choose to go in the summer, I don't know. <laughs> well, it was
1: crazy. It was crazy. I was actually stationed in uh, Fort Huachuca down in Sierra Vista, oh, okay. When I was in the army, so uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of knowledge of Arizona, but not not a whole whole lot. But we had fun there. But like I said, we were glad to get yeah. back to uh, to Kenston. You know, uh, Barbara. You know, uh, Linda and I got engaged, right?
2: Yes, yeah. I know. I meant meant to get you no. both to say congratulations to both of you in person, but I didn't get that. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> we she, were talking about the baby baby time coming up.
1: God. That is, <laughs> it's been. It's, did she tell you this? It has been the year of Linda. You know that, right? Oh yes, as yeah. it should. Uh, they, well, I guess every year is a year of Linda, but I mean, you know, she turned sixty. She uh, is getting her first grandchild. We got engaged. We went on a seventeen-day vacation. We went to Alaska, and we came back through uh, Tucson on our way back through. And so, it's been. It's all about Linda. You know that, right?
3: Next year, it's going to be hard to top this year, so you're going to need to start planning for next year already.
1: Thanks for the pressure, Liz. (laughs) I appreciate that. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you what. We are getting ready to talk about the Cops Walk fundraiser, but before we do that, excuse me, thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank Show, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston, for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org and again thank you to Beverly Jenkins all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview and let's jump right back into it we are blessed today to have Barbara Kronbacher and Liz Hinks Uh, Hinks I said it right the first two times I messed it up that time and uh, we've got a big event coming up a week from uh, Thursday Uh, Barbara at King's Restaurant this is something that you've done for several years now how many years is this now?
2: I'm thinking this is our ninth uh, the, well, the King's fundraiser is our uh, ninth year, maybe actually maybe tenth year now. Uh, the COVID years kind of yeah. threw me for a loop. Uh, Joe, Angie Hargett, great folks. Um, you know, the first year they went ahead, opened the doors, and said, "Yeah, sure, come on in." You know, we'll give ten percent that sales that night, and we've done it since then. So um, tremendous, big supporters you know of the fundraiser and you know it's always great seeing folks we've had you know return people come as well you know so when the word gets out you know they'll come and say hey yeah you know we were here last year and that now it's to the point where i've recognized a few of them so it's really great seeing them as well
1: tell us a little bit about cops uh concerns of police survivors that's the acronym for it uh what what is concerns of police survivors
2: So, Concerns of Police Survivors is a national nonprofit organization. Um, They are based out of Missouri. We do have a local um, COPS chapter, NC COPS, that is here um, comprised of all volunteers. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And um, I was actually on the board at one point, um, not at the moment. Um, They've got some great board members now. Not saying I wasn't great, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do actually uh, keep our Facebook page updated with the um, end of watch of fallen officers to make sure that they're remembered on the um, EOW day. Mm -hmm. Uh, But basically, the organization helps families and coworkers of fallen police officers. Um, This goes with counseling. There's scholarships, there's kids camps, there's retreats for parents, spouses of officers, adult children like myself, young adult um, children, um, and other family members, of course, you know, co-workers. They have um, also have now branched out to um, blue suicide, so and officers have um, taken their own lives, you know, which it's not just police officers, but anybody in first responders, the, the stuff that happens, the stuff that it's seen. I know myself, like I said, being in EMS for 20 years, as my husband retired from EMS, um, there's there's things that we've seen in, in everything that, you know, it does affect. Um, and so we try to, you know, also encourage folks, talk, talk to people. It is a real thing. Um, but basically, this organization helped my family when my dad um, died from the injury. He sustained a gunshot wound in the line of duty. Uh, He died on December 7, 2011. He was um, shot in the line of duty. He actually was shot back in 1985 and became a quadriplegic. He had a myriad of other uh, medical conditions and basically life was forever altered. Um, He Ultimately, died from the injury, and like I said, the organization helped my family out, and this is my way to give back um, to them and to also honor my dad every year.
1: That is awesome, uh, Liz. What is uh, concerns of police survivors? What does it mean to you?
3: Well, I know that Barbara knew that I, my husband, and I were crazy enough to when she said, hey, do you want to walk 25 miles in two days? And I was like, sure, that sounds great. And it's for a great cause. And uh, I just, I think to to give to organizations and to do things to bring awareness to organizations that are, helping families who've lost someone. And I think we all understand losing someone close to us and to lose someone because they put their life in, in danger or they put their life on the line to help and protect and serve other people is a huge thing. And so to, to give back to an organization that helps those families and helps people who have been affected by people serving and protecting the community and it made, it made a big impact for me and my husband to be able to do something to give back to an organization that does so much for those families like I said, we, we all understand loss, and we've all lost someone, and I think we've all been affected by first responders because we all have been involved in something or had something in our lives where first responders have been there, and to be able to give back to that organization meant a lot to us.
2: Wow. Wow. So usually, oh, So no, no, ahead.
1: please. Well, I was just going to ask you about Joe and Angie. I mean, I know that uh, having been in this community myself for twenty-one years, and I've known Joe since pretty much the minute I got here, and I've gotten to know Angie too. That just uh, they have some big old hearts.
2: Oh yes, you know. Definitely. And
1: this is just a microcosm of this. I wanted to give you an opportunity here on the air, just uh, what it means to you that they have done this again and again. If you're just joining us, the Cops Walk fundraiser. It's Thursday. August the thirty first, so a week from Thursday, from four to nine PM, ten percent of all sales, and that's also that's breakfast night too at, uh, yeah. at Kings Restaurant, which is my favorite night of the week <laughs> at uh, Kings. But what does it mean to you? Uh, what Joe and Angie have done to uh, to help this?
2: I'm I'm tremendously thankful. I I can't even express how much. It's not just because they did it one time, but it's constant. You know, um, always. You know, hosting this fundraiser, and anytime I go in, there's like, okay, we're, it's that time of year again, right? Okay, what date we're doing this, yeah. and he gets it on the book. Um, so it means a whole lot. Um, which I mean, I've known them for eh, a couple of years. Um, <laughs> a couple of our children, uh, when they were teenagers, had worked out okay. there at Kings, and so, and um our youngest daughter is married to a highway patrol officer now. And so it's kind of, you know, it it, it touches home to know that they basically saw my kids grow up and they see my kids with kids (laughs) and they're helping out, you know, for something with their, you know, in memory of their grandfather as well. Um, So it's, it's just really great. Um, We really are hoping to, Match our goal. Usually, it's just me. Um, So the walk. There's actually two national walks. One of them is in Arizona in February. I have yet to participate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, February
3: is about the last month you can pull that off. (laughs)
2: Right. Um, I haven't yet to participate in that one. Um, So the one I usually participate in is called Cops Walk of Harper's Ferry. Um, Basically, we would we walk along the CNO Tow Path from Point of Rocks, Maryland, to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Okay. And we do that on both days. Um, and 12 and a half miles. Yeah, 12 and a half day, miles.
3: So you do 25 miles in two days.
2: Wow. Yeah. Last year, it was pretty cold. I think it was 40 degrees when we started out in the morning. When is it going to be? And it's always held around Columbus Day weekend. Okay. Um. So this is actually going to be my 250th mile. I have wow. been doing this since October 2012, minus the two COVID years. Yeah. Um, so with those i would have had 300 in but anyway um usually i've been the only one from north carolina going up there and i I tried to recruit some people i said hey come on come on so uh this year my husband he always volunteered i met him
1: the other day at uh at the at granger stadium
2: he um he usually volunteered um got our you know lunches he was one of our trail support um getting our lunches together and things like that. He also volunteered as um, a medic for any injuries that happen. And this year he has decided he's going to walk with me. So this is going to be his, Liz, and Chuck's 25th mile. Richard might
3: have decided he's walking with Chuck.
2: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask,
1: and a little lighthearted question here, but, I mean, uh, the ladies will outwalk the men, right? I mean, you guys will be faster than them probably or –
3: Obviously. obviously. <laughs> Liz, Liz says obviously. And
1: Barbara just throws her hands up like, like of course. Duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs>
3: that
1: is awesome, listen. It's uh, not a race. Um, I know it was it, for but, yeah.
2: But yeah, we'll beat <laughs> them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, for folks who can't make it out, like I I'm not exactly sure. I think I've got an ECU event that I've got an MC that I have to MC that night. I want to donate. I know Linda and I are going to make a donation to it, and we'll do it before you even leave here today. For folks who can't make it out there to the Cops Walk fundraiser who maybe want to donate to this, how can they do that?
2: So um, we actually have a, a team uh, page set up. Okay. And um, Which, if anybody goes to nationalcops.org, that is the – Cops website, the National Cops website, so you can get a whole lot of information up there. And on the left, there's drop-down menus like for special events, and you can look up Cops Walk, Coppers Ferry, and there's links there that you can see who on the, um, the runners and the teams are and such. Um, but I want to donate to you. Yes, <laughs> which I mean, like I said, you can yeah. click, you can click onto that as well. Um, but we do have the link, which I'm sitting here trying to. I'll Find tell you. where it is. Here but it also,
3: is. Also, I was going to say, if you reach out, I know that myself and Barbara and Richard and Chuck all have have this posted on our social medias. Okay. If you know any of us, if you reach out through social media to any of us, we can get you the link on how to donate um, I that's certainly it. one way to,
2: you, and I'll tag you cash app, I'll and I can also do Venmo cash app. And then if you just give me your information, I'll, when I send in the, um, donation that way, I'll make sure to have your name on it. So that way you can get, um, the, and, you know, and recognition. Folk, and let
1: me say this and folks who are listening to this and right now, I'm going to put a link in the uh, show notes here too. And, uh, folks can.
2: So our team is called team blue iron. So team blue, okay. obviously law enforcement mm-hmm. iron, because kinston home of the Ironclad, <laughs> and that's where the four of us are coming from mm-hmm. so we thought yeah that would be a good name but
3: yeah i think it's if you want to come get dinner at king's if you want to
2: even want to stop by and say hi and yeah. make a donation hey
3: if you want to venmo us we will take all types of donations you want to give us coins cash yeah. venmo cash app i've become come a get venmo dinner guy,
1: i got to tell you i really have you know but uh but we, like I said, uh, we're, we're having to wrap-up here. We will uh, put that uh, in our show notes. Barbara, Liz, thank you guys so much for coming in this morning, okay? Tell you what, I may get you back on the air. Uh, what do you say? You don't have to come in. We'll do like a little 10-minute phoner uh, a week from today just to remind people. Since sure. we're still nine days out, we'll maybe do it, uh, well, not a week from today, a week from Thursday morning, just have you on for, say, like 10 minutes or so just to remind people to come out uh, Friday or uh, Thursday. What do you think? Yep, yeah,
2: that that's great.
1: I swear I can speak I'm English, bored. okay? It's my first language. <laughs> Listen, Barbara Kronbacher, Liz Hinkst, thank you guys so much for coming in this morning, okay?
2: Thank, thank you, for you having so us. much.
1: Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Play the birthday game. We'll wrap up the show right after that. It is Tuesday, August twenty second in the year of the Lord twenty twenty three. It is now time to play the birthday game. Uh, that game that... All of a sudden, here comes Massey. Here comes Massey. He's won And three down days. the stretch. Oh, no. There oh, you go. There you go. Massey leads five days to four. He's won three days in a row now. And it's like you just said, hey, I'm tired of playing around with this game. I'm taking control, Jonathan Massey.
0: Yeah, he's been winning a little too much recently, and I, I just don't like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're showing it, John Dawson. Uh,
0: you know,
4: it's, it's it's not over till the fat lady sings or – America. Kate Smith, everybody.
1: There you go.
4: OK, John Dawson, what did you do last night? Uh, the family and I, we we've gotten into this thing. We've got the Disney app because TD number two loves old Disney movies. And we, we watched the original absent minded professor, Flubber. Dick
1: Van Dyke, right?
4: Close. Fred McMurray. Oh, the guy for my three sons. Yeah, I forgot. I, I thought it was just called Flubber, but that was what he invented. It was the movie's called The Absent-Minded Professor. TD number two. She la- loved it. it was very funny. Uh, Did, have you seen the original? I not have the Robin not. Williams one, the original.
1: I have not, and I would really like to. I'll There's just funny.
4: They're at a basketball game for the high school, and the. They're playing a school where every uh, the players on the other team are like two feet taller than them, and they're just getting beat to death. So Fred McMurray puts a little flubber on their shoes, and, of course, they start jumping 90 feet in the air and all this <laughs> stuff.
1: So a very realistic movie.
4: Well, you know, it's not as realistic as, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man. but
1: I'll let you take that one, Jonathan Massey.
0: No, no. I'm not going to say anything. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not the one. It's not
4: as realistic as cocaine bear. Okay. Hey. Actually, that happened. That actually did happen. Not just the way it did in the movie. Oh, no. Probably
0: not. You know, there was a coked up bear running loose in the Appalachia.
1: Dude, what a great movie. Did did you see it? No. (laughs) You watched it, didn't you, Jonathan?
0: I I tried. God help me. I tried.
4: (laughs) And the day before that, we watched a Disney movie called The Million Dollar Duck, which is duck that got radiated and started laying golden eggs. It was very funny.
0: Well, that's awesome. I wonder if we could make that happen. Mm. <laughs> uh,
1: anything to make a little money. Anything. You're right about that. John is a Massey. You won yesterday uh, for the third day in a row. Uh, Tell us about Goeco Office Automation.
0: Well, Goeco Office Automation, those folks down there, including Jack Lake, are no strangers to winning because they have been winning in the Office Automation game well before COVID started. They won even more during the pandemic. They brought us through it when when nobody else could. And uh, they help people improve their businesses, their livelihoods, and uh, just their all-around quality of life. So if you wanna get in on that action, you need to give Jock and his crew a call.
1: How do you do that, Jonathan? (laughs) <laughs> you dial 252, 252 286
0: 286, 286 53 53
1: 54
0: 54. Or you can visit his website at goeco.nc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information.
1: There you go. We've got a one, two, and then a dead person musical hint. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I struggled a little bit. Uh, well, maybe just for this first birthday, but. Uh, uh, da, 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 da.
0: Okay, since I'm going first, give us a hint. How old are they?
1: Dude, that, that's not what you do, man. That's not so
4: when he says he struggles, I like to go back and check to see which ones got jumped over. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs>
1: uh, let's see here. Uh, here's our first musical hint. Oh, wait a minute. I can actually find the song. Here we go. Uh, this song was number one for more weeks than any other song in 2018. Is it Lady Gaga? It is not Lady Gaga. Oh. Although, man, she's got a commercial out right now. Have you seen it? She's kind of scary looking, dude. Kind of scared me a little bit. Ah! Yeah, that's exactly how it was, yeah. Now, this is Dua Lipa. Dua what? <laughs> is that legal? <laughs> dude, I think I you have to
4: have a license for I that. I think you just
0: told us to jump. Okay.
4: Dua Lipa. Oh! Oh!
1: Uh, but, uh, yeah, evidently she's uh, she's one of the big uh, artists out there right now.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to go look up anything.
1: Yeah. This is One Kiss. It was number one in 2018 for seven weeks. And you wonder why I go looking for music elsewhere. I know.
4: Have you ever heard this song before? Yeah, I've heard it 80,000 times by 10 different people. Oh. It's the same song over and over. Are you a Dua Lipa fan?
0: I'm massive. I can't get enough. <laughs>
1: a Massey, how old is Dua Lipa today? Aren't you glad he gets to go first on this?
0: It's 31. I don't
1: know. He says 31. What do you say, John Dawson? 30. You are closer. She was born ah! August the 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just
4: assumed she was like a little older than an embryo. So. Well, she's 28. She yeah,
1: was born so, in 1995, yeah. so she is 28 today. You take a one to nothing lead. Okay, let me tell you. Are you doing the cat dancing? <sighs>
0: Well, I will hear no. You listen to this song too long, you'll think you dropped acid. Yeah, probably. Okay, Smiley or whatever. Y'all gonna are have
1: to listen to some of
4: this song because this is one of my. Oh eyes. boy. I hear. I feel a bad high school story coming on. Drove up to Mount St. Helens. <laughs> is this uh, a redhead?
2: Excuse me. Shh. I sit real still. I got, got the, the Antichrist the in the kitchen yelling at me again.
4: Yeah, I can be here.
2: Been saved to Canada. Seen her in I concert five distraught.
4: times. Seen success.
2: You know, yes, Y'all don't know, know who it is. You, you're right, Redhead,
4: but Kate Bush Jr. <laughs> 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 That's a compliment. No, it's Tori Amos. It's Tori Amos. Yeah, this is
1: silent all these years. Oh, dude,
0: would it have killed her to be silent one more
3: year?
4: (laughs) Dude, come on! People gonna drive into light poles.
0: God, I loved her. I love her. I want to hear the story. There's got to be a story. What's the story? Well.
2: Oh, hold on, hold on. I love this right here. Really deep thoughts. What's so amazing about really deep thoughts? Boy, you best pray
3: that I mislead you. How's that thoughtful?
0: Dude. <laughs> uh,
3: what?
2: Gross. <laughs>
4: What's wrong with uh, you, Oh, dude? Tori, I don't know. I fell. Enjoy your McMuffin, everybody. <laughs> God knows, it's
0: disgusting. The McMuffin, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm not a McMuffin fan, dude. Tori, man,
1: what was the story you were about to tell before I she got disgusted? I just, I just, Well, love if you her. shouldn't tell it, don't tell I, I it. Probably should. Okay, I probably should. Oh, uh, but I just love her. Okay. Can we just leave it at that? Let's do Let's do. Let's do. Hold on. Chorus.
2: I'm going to raise my finger.
1: All right.
0: What do, uh, so, what year did this song come out? Just,
1: uh, This was roughly 97, 98, somewhere in there.
0: More Reminiscing more about that, that guy you were with during your years in the, the Army.
1: Whose guess is it? <laughs> I believe it's yours. Well, uh, Tori Amos, yeah it's your, uh, yes. Tori Amos, from a musician point of view. I, I
4: do like her. Yeah, I, I don't raise her to deity status, but I think she's very talented. Yeah. And when I say Kate Bush, I'm, that's a compliment. Oh, okay. Okay. She's obviously influenced by Kate Bush. a little. Not ripping off influence. Yeah. But um, when she went on Letterman after 9-11 and did that Tom Waits song, Time and Letterman Lost, have you seen that? Uh, of course
0: I
3: have.
0: Uh um. <laughs> He's still got the news clippings
2: 50
1: Okay, hold on. You got to hear this part right here.
2: Sometimes
1: No. Yes. Okay. Hey, this is important to
2: me. We've
0: devoted a very long time yes, to we have. Amos. We have. No, I'm not laughing at the song. I'm laughing at you. Why are you um. laughing at
1: me? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, For you people who can't see through your radio, Massey was making fun of the hand gestures that that Hanks has been making. Well,
1: I've been singing it with feelings. For several minutes now. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Several
0: uncomfortable minutes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, at least I didn't make (laughs) eye contact with you. You did with him. I did with John. So I appreciate it. Well, he didn't break the eye contact. That's what made it even better. The entire song. How old today is Tori Amos? 55. You say 55. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 56. She was born August 22nd, 1963. I cannot believe she's 60 today. She was probably 55 when we started. He <laughs> <laughs> got dual Lipa. He did. So it's now one to one. Okay. <laughs> I do Call, feel, I got I do, lightheaded. Oh boy. I do
0: feel better about getting Tori Amos versus Dua Lipa. So.
1: That is true, that is Whew. true. Okay, it's one to one. Goes back to you, uh, Massey. He's the host of the late late show with James Corden. It's Jack Parr. <laughs> no James Corden and isn't it coming up soon? It's going to be ending soon. I sure hope. Thank so. God. Yeah, he's not good. Evidently, he's also not very well liked either. He's a prima donna. Well,
4: I, I've been call, I've been saying I couldn't stand him from like the first year, and well, people say, "Oh, I love him. He gets in
0: the car and sings." I'm like, "Who cares? Yeah. It's annoying." I've told you guys the Ricky Gervais joke about James Corden.
4: Say it again if it say makes it fun of him. I don't. Mind oh, it's it. It.
0: it's dirty, so it's going to get bleep. Okay. But uh, We got to see James Corden as a fat. <laughs> And cats came out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go Ricky. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but today's his birthday, though, so we should be nice to him on his birthday, right? No, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't he think is. he's a nice person. Yeah, from every story you hear, he, he's Have a- you heard the
0: story about him losing his speech <laughs> on a poor waitress at some brunch because his wife is allergic to egg whites or some crap? Corden cussed this waitress out because there, might, there was like a little bit of egg white. In this breakfast brunch dish, and I was, dude, what? Relax.
4: That's, yeah. Well, he for some reason hit the lottery. I mean, he should be unloading trucks in Liverpool, is what he should be doing. I don't know how he got into show business. I mean, what is is his talent? I don't know. I've tried to watch it a couple of times, and he has no discernible talent, for sure. I mean, they always said that about Ed Sullivan, but at least Ed Sullivan was, I mean, he was like a newspaper columnist, and they gave him a show. At least he was likable. People liked him. I don't know people that like James Corden.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's Corden's chiseled physique that's got him in. Oh, wait, he doesn't have
1: that. Yeah, he doesn't have that either. Today is his birthday, though, Jonathan Massey. Nah, good for him. Oh, we got to guess it. Um... 46. You say 46. What do you say, Jonathan? Parson. Wow. <laughs> Dawson? Parson. Parcell. I was trying to do Parrot. Bill pa- oh, and, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Parrot Dawson. 47. He was born August 22nd, 1978. He's only 45 today. So Jonathan passing, uh-huh. you get it. You take a two to one lead now from someone that nobody likes to someone. Everybody likes her. I do at least I love her to death. Christian Wick from Saturday Night Live. She was on Saturday Night Live from sure. 05 uh-huh. to 12. I thought she was hilarious, man. I mean, and she had talk about someone who had several different parts. I liked when she would do, uh, you know what I'm going to do the, uh, Oh, my God. Cashier? No, 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 no. That was good, too, though. The Saturday nights on... Uh, oh, God! When we would watch Hee Haw, and then we would watch what came on after Hee Haw? Solid Gold? No, not oh, Solid Gold.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about, because Bill Hader played the host of the show.
1: Yeah. Uh, the um, With the Bubbles and the... Oh, Lawrence, Lawrence Welk. Lawrence yeah. Welk's show. Mm-hmm. And she would be one of the Lawrence Welk singers, and she had little tiny hands... You know, and yeah. the, big, and the big forehead and little tiny hands and would be up there with, you know, two of the really beautiful Saturday Night Live people and her. Paul Rubens
4: played a part on 30 Rock. Remember, he was the inbred royalty oh, and he sat in a chair. Oh, yeah.
1: His arm was one inch long and, and that was. We haven't had a chance to talk about Paul Rubens passing away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a huge fan. You and I had to have been on Saturday mornings when we got to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. I first
4: saw him on, he started out as a character on the Letterman show. Okay. Like the early, way before the Kitty show. And he would do, remember what was the two commercial with Mean Joe Green and the kid yeah. gives him a Coke and. He throws his jersey to him. They yeah. did one of those where Letterman was leaving the show and he said, hey, Mr. Letterman, great show. And he said, you want my Coke? And Letterman like gave him his tie, and he—it was just real fun. He was—he oh, would—he would go in Letterman's audience and just do crowd work off the top of his head, and it was funny.
1: Oh, he was uh, Paul Ruin, Rest in peace. Uh, had cancer and yeah. had had it for like the last four years, and hadn't put it out there or anything because uh, he just didn't want people feeling sorry for him. He wanted people to remember him mm-hmm. as he was. I thought that was.
0: There's yeah. been a couple of celebrities that have done that recently. Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Norm there was there's a guy. Um, What's the, what's the really raunchy kind of insult comedian, uh, British guy?
1: Lisa Lampanelli? British guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so he's I was over right. two there. One, one. Well,
4: one at least. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but the guy on his show, um, I'll have to look his name up, but really funny guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And Well, and even he, Eddie Murphy's brother, and I know it's several years ago, yeah. but uh, he didn't but, um, put it out and
0: there. And the guy I'm talking about. On his best day, it was probably, a, for us anyway, was a B-list celebrity. Okay. But really, really funny guy. Pro,
1: I think a really talented writer for some of those BBC comedies. Kristen Wiig, today is her birthday, John Dawson. And who leads? Who got James Corden? I did. You, so, so you sp- lead two to one then, okay? Come on, John Dawson. You got to get this one. Kristen Wiig. 47. You say 47. What do you say, Jonathan Massey?
2: 46.
1: She was born August the twenty-second, nineteen seventy-three. She's fifty today. She turns wow. a big five-zero, and still, I think one of the most. And I know, and I'm with you. I'm with you. Saturday Night Live is taking a downwards turn, but, but she's been off since twelve. I didn't realize, I didn't it, realize it. I thought it was five or six years. Exactly. Time said, flies. Eleven years, but she was good. Always, <laughs> always liked her. Speaking of
4: Norm Macdonald, that link I sent you guys a day or two ago. That routine of Norm McDonald's called "Best Disease." Give it a shot. It's basically about a friend of his. He said his uncle had, you know, horrible bowel cancer and a buddy of his. Well, I've got a disease too. And he said, "Well, what is it?" This is alcoholism. Norm was like, "Well, of a, all the diseases,
1: I think you've got the best one." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is funny though. Okay, uh dead person here. Uh, this person died in 2001, but it's a musical hint. And I've heard you talk that's, about... That's John Lee Hooker. I Boogie Chillin'. There you go.
4: Boogie Chillin'. John Lee Hooker. What mm-hmm. year did this come out? 19. He recorded so many versions. Yeah. 48, 1948, 51, somewhere in there. You're insane. 50. 50.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: John Lee Hooker. Where does he stand? In the... In the blues, guys. Yeah. He's like on the Mount Rushmore with like Muddy Waters and B.B. King and Howling Wolf and those guys. There you go. Uh, Pete Jonathan. Townsend, it was a big influence on Pete Townsend. Really? The stutter in my generation. Why don't y'all f- fade away? That's, that's a John Lee Hooker thing. Did you know that? I did not. They thought it was about mods doing too many pills and yep. stuttering, but it was actually from, you know. This is Boogie Chillin'. John Lee his, Hooker. His drummer is his foot really yeah they would put a mic He would put his foot on a piece of plywood and stomp and that was he has a weird sense of time so nobody could follow him. that's
1: awesome john lee hooker uh, john dawson or jonathan massey like i said passed away in 2001 but how old would he be today i've got to
0: hammer this because there's no way he's missing so yeah, 10, right. 104
1: you say 104 what do you say john dawson he died how many years ago? Twenty-two. Uh, Twenty-two years ago. And what did you say? One o oh what? Four. One o oh three. He passed to our. Uh, he was born August twenty-second, nineteen seventeen. And that means that. Uh, how about uh, Jonathan Massey uh, wins today three to two. Have a great, great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College.